Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Mark Osorio. And I'm Teresa Arago. We're financial advisors, and if there's one thing we understand, it's that money can be confusing. So get ready, because we're breaking down what you don't know about money today on Talking Sense. Investing is a marathon. And just like a marathon, it has to be taken one deliberate step at a time. The task can feel overwhelming at times, exhausting at times, especially if you feel like you don't know where to start or if you're even on the right path. For many aspiring or new investors, getting started feels just as daunting as the idea of running a literal marathon. So we're going to take some time to answer some of the common questions we hear from beginning investors in our meeting rooms every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I've always said, I do triathlon. So if you're running, check to see who's chasing and it, stop. He's talking about me. Like, if, if I'm running, you, you run. I do run. But if I'm running, somebody needs to go see who's chasing me. Because right? I don't run for fun anymore. No, you don't. <laughs> but you do have a step counter though yes i do that but thankfully we're not talking about running because <laughs> i would be exhausted um we are talking about common questions that we hear from new investors to try to give you a leg up on financial independence, which is a marathon in many ways yeah. you know just like a marathon there's deliberate steps you have to take to prepare when you get ready for your triathlons there are deliberate training steps you have to take Otherwise, when you get there, it's going to get ugly. Yeah, yeah. I basically just uh, set a alarm for three months before my marathon. And mm-hmm. then whenever that alarm goes up, I just go run. <laughs> Ugh, no, thank you. I actually yeah. did run for a period of time and I actually enjoyed it. Um, the process of building that stamina mm-hmm. um, was not enjoyable, but the get, you know getting mm-hmm. new records and getting more comfortable in things. Um, but then my body said, no, thank you. And so I have accepted that I'm going to be a mall walker at best. You know, you get the hips and the arms going. That's going to be me. Yeah. You but should, when it, uh, touch base with Mona. <laughs> exactly. But when it comes to the financial independence marathon, there are a lot of common questions that we get. We're really only going to cover a few of them today, but they're the ones we hear the most from people and the ones that people seem the most um, insecure, maybe is the word I'm looking for, yeah. or, or like they lack the confidence in. So the first one we hear a lot is when should I invest or is now a bad time? Or is now a good time? Yes. And mm-hmm. the short answer for many about when you should invest now, yeah. you know, whether you're 20 or 50 or 60 or 80, if you're trying to build towards a goal, starting today is going to be better than waiting another day. And whether you're 20 or 40, starting now will move you closer to the goal instead of, you know, waiting to, again, have the perfect conditions to, you know, make that initial investment. Yes, and there is one circumstance in which it does make sense to wait, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, but for the most part, when people are asking us, you know, when you should start something, it's going to be now, and then there's the timing stuff, but the market just had a major dip. Great. You have an opportunity to buy shares while they're at a discount. If I go to the store and I find the shoes that I love on sale, I'm probably going to buy them because they're on sale, Um, you know, so when you're you know, when your 401k becomes a 201k, don't panic, <laughs> don't sell it, buy more shares. Yeah. But like you said, you know, if people say, okay, the market just hit a new all time high, well, mm-hmm. or, you know, the there's an election coming up, or, you know, the uh, new uh, COVID mm-hmm. variant is, is about to, you know, make, make a comeback or whatever. Well, okay, here's the thing. 
being in in this industry now, I've learned that there is what we what we call the crisis du jour, right? Yes. So the crisis of the day, mm-hmm. right? And it's it's happened every single decade, every single year. There's a reason not to invest. Yes, and you know the market hits all time highs until the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, just because it's the highest it's ever been doesn't mean there's no room for additional growth. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people feel like there's some sort of lid to company profits and there truly isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if you've got a good strategy, then market volatility, either direction, isn't really a good reason to avoid starting to help you understand why look at any market analysis website. And I'm not going to tell you which one to look at because I want you to be able to research this yourself without my bias affecting you. Mm-hmm. When you look at the market, just pull up like the S and P 500, which by the way, you can't actually invest directly in the S and P 500. I know we have to say that when we bring it up. Yeah. Um, If you looked at it on any of those market analysis websites and you shorten it to like a day, it's got a lot of squigglies up and down and then go to five days and then go out longer and longer and longer periods. What you'll find is, yes, it's up and down constantly. It's almost like watching a cliff. It's just up, down, up, down, up, down. Mm -hmm. But you'll notice there's trends. And yes, for short periods of time, it's had dips and things like that. But over the long haul, which if you're saving for retirement, usually you've got several years you're working with. Um, that that tends to still be on an upward trend eventually. Right. And now that's speaking about the past, right? So yes. disclaimer, past yes. market performance is not <laughs> necessarily indicative of future performance. Yes. Uh, but that is definitely what we see uh, as the, the trends over the past history of the market. And that's just to explain there are highs, there are lows, there are everything in between. That's just the way the market works. Diversification matters here now. You know, you can be in an individual company and they fail completely. Mm-hmm. If you're diversified, then, you know, you have a better chance of not everything failing at the same time. Right. Now, again, we're not making specific recommendations. We're just trying to help you understand, you know, the principle that the market is volatile. And if you're young and you're adding to it and you're doing it in a way that is um, diversified, it, it helps you when the market dips. Right. So don't panic. Yeah. So one of the things that we've been highlighting for our clients over this past year is the role of uh, alternative investments in their mm-hmm. portfolio, right? Because even though year to date, the, the market is down, uh, there's uh, our alternative portfolios, which uh, are diversified and, and they invest in things that are not uh, correlated to the market. Mm-hmm. And, and correlated just means it doesn't follow it. Yeah, you know, you. there's there's a bunch of different stuff out there to invest in and trying to go it alone. You're going to have some challenges seeing those things. We mm-hmm. have access to a lot of research that a lot of average people don't have access to. So um, bottom line is investing. Again, it's a marathon. So your perspective needs to be focused on what you're trying to accomplish, not what the crisis du jour is. Exactly. So the next question here is, should I pay off my debt first? Yeah, we said we would cover this. There is one time to consider delaying start of your investment journey. And here it is. We cannot beat your credit card's APR. Bottom line. The market is not going to beat your credit card's APR on an ongoing basis. So you do need to minimize those non-mortgage debts most likely before you start investing. This is also a very personal thing too. You know, if you've got a car note out there that's 0% APR, I mean, no, you don't have to wait till that's paid off. But if you're paying 7% or 8%, we need to have a conversation first. Right. And the truth is that for most folks, that APR on that credit card is more like 20, 25. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, the bottom line is you just need to consider meeting with someone to help you establish a strategy for eliminating that debt and giving you some accountability there too. Now, There is one caveat to that. If you have an employer plan that has a match, 
I know that some say don't even contribute to that. I'm just a big proponent of don't walk away from free money. True. So if you can make the match work and still make progress in your other goals, um, I would say that's worth talking with your financial advisor about. Right. And that plays into the idea that we talked about a few episodes back in regards to the, the time value of money. Mm-hmm. And so if you start if you start that earlier, right, and you have that extra money that is being contributed from your employer, then that's longer time that that money is is building and Mm -hmm. growing for you. Yes. And a little bonus tip, if you're working on debt, even before you really chase after tackling the debt, pay your minimums, of course, you don't want to get behind, but you need to build some emergency savings. If you could put a couple thousand dollars back and have that sitting in savings, It'll keep you from having to use the credit card again when life happens. And, you know, you're trying to tackle that debt. You don't want to keep adding to it. Mm -hmm. So we would encourage you if you're at that stage where you need to tackle some debt to pause, make sure you have an emergency fund and then really go after that debt. And I like just the the name of it, emergency fund, because it kind of gives you a sense of the priority of it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Going out with your buddies is not an emergency. Right. But the fridge breaks. You got to have something for your food. You'd have enough to replace it. So, um, so definitely, you know, consider paying off the non-mortgage debt. And why do we say non-mortgage debt? Because most mortgages have a T tiny little APR on them, you know, again. Um, but that's a conversation to bring up with your advisor. Um, another one we hear a lot, how can I learn more about investing? We value education greatly at Jim Wells. I mean, we have this podcast for yeah. that reason. We have this program for that reason. Um, we're so passionate about it that we want to give our clients opportunities to gain more knowledge the internet is full of data, but not a lot of wisdom. Yeah, yeah. data is not not equivalent to wisdom. Mm-mm. You have to learn how to disseminate it and uh, be able to, uh, or if, if, if that's not one of your skills, then you know, obviously talk to people that, that know and can help you out with that. I think the last few years has really taught us that anyone with an internet connection can cause, you know, can post things and call it expert advice, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we know you don't have always the best way. If you don't live in that field, you may not have the best filter available to you to know whether it's accurate and whether it even applies to you. And, and this even goes to the friend you talk to, right? The friend mm-hmm. who's like, oh, I've been doing XYZ investment and I'm making tons of money, blah, blah, blah. Well, if your goals aren't the same as theirs, your finances aren't the same as theirs, it may still not be an appropriate investment for you. Right. Um, so this show is obviously a great resource that you can use. We have over 50 episodes at the time of this re- recording that you can reference to get some straight talk. Um, the Get Ready for the Future show has been running for over 15 years. And there's tons of episodes to access there that are focused specifically on retirement for the most part with other topics sprinkled in there too. Mm-hmm. And then there are trusted sites that don't have a dog in the fight that you can lean into. Yeah. I mean, you've got Investopedia, which... Uh, provides a lot, a lot of information on anything from financial terms to concepts, uh, as well as calculators mm-hmm. and lots, lots of really, really good information uh, to to kind of navigate your way through personal finance. There's also BrokerCheck, uh, which is a, a FINRA website, and FINRA is one of the go- uh, governing bodies for this industry. And through that website, you can research any advisors that you're planning to work with just to, to make sure that you know who you're doing business with. And filter any advice you're receiving through the lens of that person's possible biases. You know, if a person says a particular type of product is always wrong, I said that really loud. If they say it is (laughs) always wrong or always right, they're likely speaking from a place of deep bias. There are people in our industry who'll say, oh, annuities are the devil. Well, no, not all of them and not in all situations. But for some people, yes, they're the wrong product. You know, some people say, oh, mutual funds have too much fee in them. Well, 
you're getting active management. So Mm -hmm. you're paying for a service. I think, you know, to see things through just black and white sometimes is not the right way to view this. You need to educate yourself and then decide what's right for you specifically. Yeah. And further, if you want personalized education that is tailored to your specific needs, then you can reach out to me and I can uh, get you in touch with MoneyWorks, our MoneyWorks program, which is a program that we set up last year Mm -hmm. uh, to be able to help folks uh, who are starting in their in their journey towards financial independence, and we'll walk through uh, the topics of budgeting, of uh, debt repayment, of uh, risk management, right? So things like life insurance, and then you know also hit savings to make sure that you have a plan uh, to work through there. And it's really the combination of of technology, right? Mm-hmm. There's a program that you have access to 24/7, and then also the relationship you know with me as a financial coach to uh, walk you through that process. And then the last question we're going to talk about is when people ask, how much should I invest? And we get that question all the time. People are like, what percentage do I need? Well, it depends. That's our answer. It It depends. What's your timeline? What does retirement look like for you? We have some people who want to go to Paris, France, Mm -hmm. and some people who want to go to Paris, Arkansas. And there's a very different budget for that. (laughs) France France kind of person for sure. Well, that's fine. Uh, What income sources will you have? I think a lot of people see their grandparents retiring and they're living off of Social Security and a pension and they think, oh, I'll be good. Mm -hmm. Mm, You're not going to have the pension, most likely. So you've got to understand your income, your expenses, and plan based on that. Yeah. Your goals and timeline are as unique as you are. So there's no golden standard. Uh, Before uh, you know about how to get to the place where you're going, right? You need to, uh, you need to have the instructions. You need to know where to turn and that's your personalized plan. Mm -hmm. So that's our planning process. Yes. And that helps you build a roadmap to determine what steps you need to take to arrive at your destination. So once you know where you're trying to go, then you can basically, we can backdoor into what you need to do now to get there. We can talk about what steps you could take today to help you reach the destination you're, you're wanting to. And then once you've determined how much you need to save, there are some basic kind of guidelines that we tend to tell people about how, how to allocate their dollars when they're saving. So the first thing you want to do is you always want to capture your full match. So if you're doing that, awesome, you're ready to move on to the next step. Good. Yeah. And the next that next step is looking at your IRAs, which includes your traditional IRAs, which are pre-tax, and then Roth IRAs, uh, which are after tax, to see which one is the best for you. And that depends on your situation. So mm-hmm. make sure you know to uh, talk to your CPA about that. Yes. And then once you've got your employer plan, you're getting your match, and you've looked at the IRAs and Roth IRAs, and you're fully doing those, then you can increase your employer plan contributions because most employers aren't matching up to the full legal limit of what you can put in there. I can tell you none of them are. Um, But in 2022, you can put 20,500 of your own pay Mm -hmm. into a 401k. There's different kind of employer plans out there. So those numbers vary depending on which one you have. But that would be the next step. And if you're doing all those, there are other vehicles to, to look at as well. But all of this really comes down to the plan and understanding it well and having an advisor who's ready to lead you to and through retirement. Yeah. And so as we mentioned, everyone's destination is unique. So the first thing that you need to do is make sure that you create that roadmap to your destination. Just like training for a marathon, investing requires some habit adjustments and consistency. Making those changes to build solid habits begins with making the decision to start. Thank you for joining us today. Join us next week when we address whether 20% down on your mortgage is truly necessary. Thanks for listening to Talking Sense. And if you like what you hear, make sure and subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The Gym Walt team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com. 
or you can call our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors, and that means disclosures. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. Jim Walt Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC.